0: All right, all right, all right. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, f- Amplified Version, Foundations for Living is the heading for this one. However, brothers and sisters, I could not talk to you as to spiritual people, but only as to worldly people dominated by human nature, mere infants in the new life in Christ. Why? Why? talent that is human nature why why do they do it that way all right i fed you with milk not solid food for you are not yet able to receive it even now you are still not ready you are still worldly controlled by ordinary impulses the sinful capacity for as long as there is jealousy and strife and discord among you are you not unspiritual are you not walking like ordinary men unchanged by faith for when one of you says, I am a disciple of Paul, and another, I am a disciple of Apollos, are you not proving yourself unchanged, just ordinary people? You're just ordinary people. All right, verse 5. But when, when what, what then is Apollos, and what is Paul? Just servants through whom you believed in Christ, even as the Lord appointed to each his task. I planted Apollos, watered, but God... I planted, Apollos watered, but God all the while was causing the growth. So neither is the one who plants nor the one who waters anything, but only God who causes the growth. That applies to us. It happens all the time. I might plant the seed when somebody gets in my car and it might be a small seed, either through conversation or they see my... My My team Jesus wristband or they, you know, they hear a Christian song that I have playing while in my car. Or I might give them like a little flyer or a little scripture card or a Jesus loves you thing, whatever. Yeah. And then somebody else comes along at a gas station and says, hey, I like to, uh, have you pumped your gas yet? i like to pump your gas today. Pays for the person's gas. And then... Um, ask them like, have you ever asked Jesus in your heart? And then, yeah, and then before you know it, a person they may or may not get a light to Christ. They just might get prayed for, and then somebody else comes along and is like, catches that same person at a very dark time and say, let's say they have to go to like a homeless shelter. And that homeless shelter, you know, has, like, a worship service inside of it, right? And part of, like, being in that shelter is kind of mandatory. You got to go to the worship service on Sundays. Um, or there's somebody there to disciple them. or And they finally, yeah, they reach a rock bottom point where, like, they have no other choice but to give their life to Christ, right? They realize, like, all the other things they've done haven't worked. And they're like, oh, let me just give this God thing a try. And it's like, it's a beautiful things, like, the stages of growth. And, yeah, going back to that one parable about the parable of the four soils, you you know, the rocky soil and the one where the birds come. And then, yeah, there's the one soil that actually... Where the seed actually goes and takes fruit, and one is like eaten choked by thistles and thorns. Yeah, y'all go read that story. The parable of the four soils. So anyway, it doesn't matter who does the watering, who does the planting. God always is the one ultimately that provides sunlight and does and is involved in the entire process, because He created you. So it's easy, yeah, before you're quick to boast and I don't know, it's amazing how prideful us humans can be or like boastful we can be and try to take credit for stuff or hold, hold ourselves in higher esteem or compare ourselves to one another. Anyway, God is one who causes the growth. Verse eight, he who plants and he who waters are one in importance and esteem, working toward the same purpose. But each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, his servants working together. You are God's cultivated field, his garden, his vineyard, God's building. According to the remarkable grace of God, which was given to me to prepare for me my task, like a skillful master builder, I laid a foundation and now another is building on it. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus is the chief cornerstone, y'all. And yeah, the we stand on the shoulders of giants in the faith, great heroes of the faith, people that came before us. And um, in fact, I got a book in my closet somewhere around here about the heroes of the faith, or God's generals that my counselor gave me. I need to read it. Um, eventually i'll read it um anyway verse 12 but if anyone builds on the foundation with gold silver precious stones, wood hay straw each one's work will be clearly shown for what it is for the day of judgment will disclose it because it is to be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality and character and worth of each person's work if any person's work which he has built on this foundation that is any outcome of his effort remains and survives this test he will receive a reward but if any person's work is burned up by the test he will suffer the loss of his reward yet he himself will be saved but only as one who has barely escaped through fire so yes it'll be i guess apparently according to scripture and different things i've heard my counselor say or uh commentaries I've read about this, y'all gonna look it up, there'll be a lot of Christians who make it through, like the thief on the cross, but as far as, like, the rewards on the other side, yeah, and I don't fully understand how that all works, it blows my mind, like, to even think of that, and think, like, how will people in heaven not be jealous of each other, because there's gonna be some folks... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> rolling around in Rolls Royces and and got big old fat mansions up on the hills, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work in heaven. There's going to be other people like, are they going to be projects now? <laughs> I don't care how this works. Oh, man. Are people that don't even have a home. Yeah, it is on the street. Um, anyway, I don't get it. I don't even know what God would set up a reward system in heaven, but hey, thing like I say I always say, Thank God I'm not God and has to be the one to figure all this out or determine all this. Verse sixteen, do you not know and understand that you, the church, are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells permanently in you collectively and individually? If anyone destroys the temple of God, corrupting it with false doctrine, God will destroy the destroyer, for the temple of God is holy, sacred. That is what you are. That is what you are. That is what you are. Yeah, we're temples of the Holy Ghost. Remember that. When you're tempted to do anything, be like, "I I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm a temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in me permanently. Verse 18, let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool, discarding his worldly pretensions and acknowledging his lack of wisdom so that he may become truly wise. That's one of the biggest challenges living in the United States is... Worldly. In fact, if you go look at read the book Pilgrim's Progress, and worldly wisdom. Um, I first uh, uh, nineteen. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness, absurdity, stupidity before God. For it is written in Scripture, He is the one who catches the wise and clever in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the humanly wise that are useless. So let no one boast to men about their wisdom or of having this or that one as a leader. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, Peter or the world or life or death or things present or things to come. All things are yours and you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. Wow, that's very powerful. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans five a says, but God demonstrated His love toward us, or showed His love toward us, in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans ten verse nine through ten says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised Him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God.